May the 12th, 2022. A preface. Today's show doesn't have anything to do with it, but I got to make a mention. It was on May the 12th, 2013, when I lost a lifelong best friend, Stanley James Elmore. I'm going to put a link in uh, the postscript of the show notes for today's episode. You can go back and kind of check some previous episodes. I've probably recorded way too much about it all. Not going to do that today. Today is when's the last time you were scared. And it seems kind of fitting to record such a show on this ninth anniversary of a terrible, terrible day for those of us that love Stan. He was 56 years old just last week over the weekend. I turned 65. Enjoy the show. Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. My name is Randy Cantrell. Greetings and welcome inside the Elvis studio. Going to do a little bit of housekeeping, a little bit of updating, uh, a little bit of teasing. And let's talk about the last time that you were scared. When have you been scared? Some people enjoy being scared. Can't say I'm one of them. What was the uh, the series of horror movies? Not a big horror movie fan, are you? Saw? <laughs> S-A-W. Saw as in a buzz saw. I don't know. How many of those are there? There's got to be. I mean, there's a bunch. I watched just enough to be like, why, why would I watch this? This is, man, it was scary. I'll give you that. I don't know why I thought about this last night, but I did. Just thought about, thought about being scared. The things that scare me now at this age, probably, probably different than the things that scared me when I was younger. There was a movie that was on TV back in the days of black and white television called Bunny Lake is Missing. It was it was a scary show for me. And after watching that show, which I'm rather certain that my folks didn't know that I watched it, but I remember I remember running down the hall lights would be off and it was just i mean if you went to the bathroom or whatever you went to the the kitchen it was just it was just a mad sprint back to where the lights were which is i look back i have no idea how old i was i look back and i think about it and it's like why wouldn't you just turn the hall light on i don't know i did it was just you just run you just run Hunter Thompson, Hunter S. Thompson, in one of his books, he, he wrote about he wrote about country rabbits. 
And for those of us that have ever driven on country roads, you certainly can relate to this. He talked about country rabbits who just, they just perch on the side of the road and they just wait for a car to come, right? It's their whole existence. They just live for that adrenaline rush. And then it's to dart, to dart out in front of this card and just see just how close they can come to not making it. And you can just envision these rabbits perched on the side of the road. You know, here's a, here's a country road and maybe there's five cars in a day that come up and down this road. And these rabbits are just waiting, just anticipating because that adrenaline rush and maybe that's it. Maybe it's just the adrenaline rush of being, of being scared. Um, I don't like it. I don't like, I don't like the feeling. I especially don't like the feeling of being scared because of our own idiocy, you know? I mean, it's one thing to be scared. I've had hell scares. Well, I haven't, but I don't get, I don't get vexed about my own. If I have had any kind of health scare, but I get, I can get really wrapped around the axle as they say, uh, if it pertains to somebody that I care about Rhonda in particular, those are not fun. Those are not fun at all. At any rate, the show is not about being afraid. The show is not about being scared. Well, okay. Maybe it kind of sort of is. The show is about today's show is about plans that I have to kind of do a, a, some type of a series that no, doesn't have anything to do with being afraid. Uh, but it does have to do with kind of peeling the curtain back. And I guess it does have to do with a little bit of fear or anxiety or trepidation or fear as it relates to all of us. We're getting older, but just because you're getting older doesn't mean you're at this point in life where we are. like old, like really old. <laughs> Here's the idea. And I've been thinking about this idea for months and months and months and months as Rhonda and I navigate what I'm going to call the encore of our life. I encore is not something I came up with. You know, people talk about retirement. I just don't, I don't talk about retirement. I don't think about retirement. But as you get long in the tooth, everybody talks about it. I, I just, it's not in my DNA. And it's not practical either. <laughs> so there's that. I plan on working until I can't work, period. And it's because I want to. Uh, thankfully, I want to because I kind of need to. But it's just. It is not in me to get up in the morning and just not have anything really to do. I'm as busy now as I've ever been. Admittedly, I'm, I'm involved in a number of things. I do a number of things that there, there's a, not a dollar to it, but it's a lot of work and I'm, I'm happy to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be in a position where I can, I can do it. Um, a lot of it is online kind of work. Um, so that's all good. I don't know. The, the idea frankly was this 
as we are navigating, we meaning Rhonda and I, as we are navigating this phase of our life, there are there are these questions and there are these challenges and there are these things that you have to figure out. Most recently, Medicare. <laughs> uh, because I've already hit the magic number. She's a month away from hitting that magic number of 65. And Medicare, okay, well, haven't been down this road before. Well, that's a whole nother conversation. I mean, just trying to do the homework to figure out what, okay, what should you do? What can you do? What, any reason that you want to postpone it? I mean, there's, it, it's really murky, murky, murky water to navigate. And it's happening at a stage of life where <laughs> it may not be as easy as if you could make those decisions 20 years earlier. But these things come to us when they come to us, and we have to deal with them. I've called it the Texas problem. If there is a problem, it's not a problem, it's a challenge. Yes, I hear you. No, it's an opportunity. No, it's a challenge. <laughs> It may present an opportunity, but it is a challenge. Make no mistake about it. It's called the Texas problem. Here's the Texas problem. We live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, closer to the Fort Worth area than the Dallas area. And the Texas problem is living in a house that we've lived in for a long time that is mortgage-free, that with taxes and insurance probably costs you a thousand dollars a month to stay in <laughs> right i mean welcome to texas where property taxes are criminally high criminally high no state income tax well big whoop de do um, you're going to get hammered on property taxes and your family is here and you love your family and hopefully they love you back and so, and you got five grandkids and you don't want to leave them. And, and they're at an age where they've got stuff going on like baseball games and school sports and things, and you're involved in their life. And we are, and you realize that this window isn't going to, that's not going to last forever. Right. I mean, they're going to grow up and they're going to, they're going to be a lot less engaged with us as grandparents than they are right now. And we understand that. We accept that, by the way. And that's a whole nother show. That ability to grow over time and let the relationships grow and develop over time. And in the famous the famous word of, of Dr. Henry Cloud, boundaries. To understand and acknowledge and respect the boundaries. And Rhonda and I both are are really good at it, by the way. I'm that guy who I enjoyed every, every phase of the kids' lives. I enjoyed them. Okay, I'm not so much a baby guy, but once they got to be toddlers, I'm, I mean, I've enjoyed every, every phase of it. And I haven't been that, I haven't been the dad or the granddad who was, oh, you know, it's, it's so sad that, you know, they're not little anymore. No, I'm, been there, did it, enjoyed it, and now I'm enjoying this, right? The oldest is um, 
pushing 15. I enjoyed him as a little kid, but I'm enjoying him. I'm enjoying him every bit as much. It's just different as this teenager that he is. And so that's the way we kind of roll and we kind of roll that way naturally. Uh, but it's also intentional. You know, we don't impose We're we don't want to be an imposition in any of their lives. We don't drop in on them. For instance, they all know they can drop in on us. We don't care, but we're not, we don't drop in on them. It's just, it's just how we roll, right? The whole boundary thing. So in looking at that, here's the Texas problem. The Texas problem is there's this place, there's this other place. I do a podcast about it. You can find it. HotspringsVillageInsideOut.com. HSV for short, HSVInsideOut.com. I love Hot Springs Village. Well, Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is five hours from here. Well, do I want to be five hours from here all the time? No. But I'd like to be five hours from here a lot of the time. (laughs) But I don't want to be five hours away all the time, a.k.a. the Texas problem. Kind of need to have a place here and kind of need to want to have a place there. Well, what kind of fancy Lottie Dodd do I think I am? Two houses. No, no, we're not that well-to-do. But listen, not looking for big palatial mansions in either place, right? Just, we just, a place. Don't care anymore, right? Not, not caught up trying to impress anybody, but it's a Texas problem. Well, here's the real Texas problem. Got a house that's paid for real estate market. That's insane. We could make out really well. Okay. Here's the Texas problem. Yeah, but you got to have a place to stay in Texas. Well, where's that going to be? Don't know. Hence the problem. So there you go. Well, I've been wanting to kind of pull the curtain back and have a conversation and, and have somebody on with me that is wired somewhat similarly. Similarly in the sense that we come from a real strong common sense approach to things and have a personal finance philosophy that is kind of aligned. Number one, strong belief in debt-free living. And uh, I found a guy. I found a guy. Had a conversation just today and said, hey, here's what I'm thinking about. And immediately he's like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. So I hope to bring you that. And I'll we'll introduce him later. Uh, but... um. Hopefully it'll be, uh, it'll be enlightening and we're just going to have some conversations, but I do know that there are some of you because, well, I hear from you. There are some of you in the leaning toward wisdom crowd who you've got, you've got your own challenges. Your problem may not be a Texas problem, but listen, I, I hear from people. She wants to move he's more reluctant to move because one of the kids lives close by and the other two they're scattered around the country and they're trying to figure that out. Okay. Well, that's a different situation than mine, but here's what we share in common. 
here's an older couple. They're trying to figure out their problem, their challenge. Here are Rhonda and me. We're trying to figure out our challenge. And we've all got one or more. We've all got these challenges. And as we, as we get older, we're trying to figure out again what I call the encore. It's the encore stage of our life. Now, I stole that terminology from somebody else because there is an organization. In fact, you can find them at Encore.org. Encore.org is an organization that really deals with, I think what they, they call it, the second half of your life. Well, I don't know if it's second half, but it it certainly is the it's the last it's the last third. <laughs> After you've already you've already kind of lived two thirds of your life, it's uh, I'll I'll call it the last third, and that's if I'm fortunate. Well, I didn't know anything about this organization except for the fact that there is there was an author and a speaker and a coach, and her name was Marcy Albahor. Marcy. I don't know Marcy personally. I've had some interactions with Marcy. She wrote a book, a 2007 book entitled One Person, Multiple Careers, a new model for work-slash-life success. How the slash effect can work for you. Now, Marcy's book had a big impact on me. I just, I loved it. I loved it. I, I this is a this is a good book. I'll, I'll, let me read from the back jacket of this book. Follow your passions, work on your own, own terms, and achieve the customized career of your dreams. Okay, well, that's all great and wonderful, and that's, that's kind of hypey. Are you a slash? With technology giving us the ability to work from anywhere and the 9-to-5 grind becoming a thing of the past, more and more people are building careers filled with slashes. From lawyer slash chef to police officer slash personal trainer to mom slash CEO. These creative thinkers have discovered the antidote to boredom, burnout and job insecurity and many other workplace woes filled with stories of the scores of those who have achieved financial and career success with the slash effect. One person slash multiple careers will show you how to balance multiple careers without feeling overworked and still have time for friends and family, prepare a resume, bio, or website that best presents your unique and varied talents, use your current career to help you cultivate slashes, negotiate a customized work arrangement with employers, and so forth. In other words, Randy Cantrell. I don't speak of myself in third person, but for illustrative purposes, I'm going to. So Randy Cantrell, husband, slash, father, slash, grandfather slash podcaster slash coach slash whatever, right? I mean, so we've got these slashes behind our name. Well, Marcy Albahor is some big shot smarty pants with encore.org. Now Marcy reinvented herself. I mean, she was an author speaker and a coach and this whole career reinvention thing uh, she left the practice of law. She became a freelance journalist. And now she's kind of committed to this whole notion of an encore career. Good for her. Encore.org. Well, 
I've been thinking for a long, long time about the encore, the encore career. And here I am. I'm at this phase of life, the encore. What is the encore career going to be? Well, that part I've kind of already architected. Now I'm in, I'm always in the process of pivoting it. I'm always in the process of kind of reinventing it, but I'm doing podcasting. I'm continuing to do some coaching, some consulting, started this podcast about hot springs village, Arkansas doing that. Uh, just recently taken on a co-host over at the grow great podcast, which is kind of the work, the day job podcast, trying to help people develop their leadership skills, their executive skills, and uh, am largely working with city government kind of folks in, in that arena and love it. So trying to figure out kind of the encore career isn't the thing, but there's a lot more life than just what we do for work. And so it's the encore of my life with my wife. It's, it's, it's our encore now. Okay. What are we going to do? What is this going to look like? Where are we going to be? Where are we going to spend our time? How are we going to, how are we going to finance that? And I don't mean take on debt, but how are we, how are we going to pay for that? How are we going to make whatever investment to, to make that a reality? How are you going to spend your time? Like I said, we just navigated the whole Medicare kind of a thing. Okay. Well, what's the health insurance situation going to look like? What's your, what are your living situation going to look like? Where do you want to be geographically? What is your life going to look like? Why do you want to be there? Uh, and in our case, we want to be in two places. One, we want to be there because that's where the people are that we care about family. The others, because, well, it's a place that we just love. Um, these things get complicated. They just get complicated. And even for people that we speak with where it seems like, well, that wasn't, that wasn't as complicated. For instance, constantly encountering people who are going pot committed, as I call it to hot Springs village, Arkansas, right? Mom and dad have got, they got the reasonably nice house that they've owned forever in a day in California. They got that California real estate thing happening and they can cash out and they can take that money and bring it all to Arkansas. And even in inflated times like these, it still is a bargain compared to what they were accustomed to in California and life can be great, right? They just relocate. They just, we liquidate here. We retransplant ourselves over there. I look at them with some envy and think, yeah, I, I would, that'd be easy. I'm not saying it would be easy but it would be easier. It's more difficult when you're okay. I'm trying to juggle two things, but then see, I got to think about gratitude because well, you and I both know that's the path forward. The path forward is always gratitude. So here's where the gratitude kicks in. So Mr. And Miss California, maybe they're leaving some family behind. Maybe they got family on the East coast too. And so their logic is, come on, we can be in Arkansas. We're kind of in the center of the country. 
we're a little over half an hour away from little rock. We go get on a plane and we fly to the East coast or we fly to the West coast. Meanwhile, we got this killer place. The kids can come visit. Okay. So they only come visit once a year, maybe twice a year, but then we can go see the kids whenever. Okay. Makes sense. I get it. I'm not having to get on a plane. I'm five hours away. You know, Ron and I keep reminding ourselves, you know what? We could get up in the morning at six o'clock and you realize we could be back in Texas where we want to be around the kids before noon. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a blessing, but it's still a problem. Still a problem. So I want to have a conversation. I want to have a series of conversations navigating all that. And I'm not saying that going to have a bunch of answers. I'm looking for answers, but I think there's some value, some benefit to pulling the curtain back and having the conversation and asking the questions and involving you as, as being able to eavesdrop on some people trying to figure some things out because that really is the whole point of the whole podcast always has been. The point is for us to just try to figure some things out. Question. What are you trying to figure out? What are you trying to figure out? And I'm not saying that the financial stuff and this quote unquote retirement age stuff, or as I'm going to continue to refer to it more lovingly, the encore challenges, the encore phase of our life, meaning these, this age where I am now, forget retirement, got nothing to do with retirement. It's just got to do with how old you are. I'm not saying that that's the most, those are the most important things to figure out. There are other things. There are spiritual things that we need to get figured out. We need to get figured out. As much as I can lament the challenge of trying to figure out where to live, where to reside, and when to reside where, because what I'm not wanting to do, in fact, Rhonda and I, neither one, we're not wanting to be these kind of seasonal people. You know, I, I grew up hearing about the snowbirds, right? Okay, the snowbirds were the people, stereotypically, New Yorkers that spent the winter down in Florida, snowbirds, or increasingly Arizona, right? So let's leave the snow. Let's go to the desert. Let's go to more tropical climes. I get it. Don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. I got no intentions of going somewhere other than where I'm at in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, and being somewhere for months at a time. I want to kind of split my time way more evenly than that. I mean, I jokingly tell people it's grown to be not so much of a joke. I, uh, maybe a third of the time, maybe a third of the time away from here, but I could see it being a way more 50, 50, but I want to be able to pick the 50, 50. The great thing is we're within spitting distance. So like I said, if we were in Arkansas, we could sit around, look at each other and think, okay, it's 6 PM. You know what? If we left right now, we could be back in Texas before midnight. Yeah, let's go. Be nice to be able to do that. Really be nice to be able to do that. So we're trying to figure that out. You're trying to figure out your own stuff. It's infinitely, infinitely, I'm going to end on this note. It's infinitely more important. For us, yes, we want to know where where do we want to live? Why do we want to live there? Way more important to know where we're going to spend eternity. 
I'm not going to preach, but if you want to hear me preach, I've got some stuff online. You can go to inthypaths.com. Inthypaths.com. It's a playlist. It's a YouTube playlist. It's not video. Well, they they are videos technically, but it's just audio with an image. Yeah, our spiritual our spiritual welfare is infinitely more important than our physical. But it doesn't that doesn't minimize the physical challenges that we've all got. The challenges to figure some things out. I know a number of you because thankfully you keep in touch and I'm thankful for that and I appreciate you. And you're battling some physical challenges. I talked with somebody the other day and they're battling prescription drug challenges. They're on some kind of medication that's insanely expensive and they're like, I'm not taking that. I'm like, what do you mean you're not taking that? I'm not, I can't afford to take that. I said, listen, talk to your doctor. There's paperwork. There's, there's got to be some, if not an alternative drug, there's got to be some way to communicate to the manufacturer of that drug to be able to get that where you can get it. I don't want to fool with it. I'm like, yeah, you need to fool with it. Boy, is it true. If you don't think other people are going through something, it's not because they're not. It's just because you don't know it. And I'm not saying it's your business to know everybody else's business. It's not our business to always know your business. Just know this. We're all going through something, and we are all just trying to figure it out. I'm going to pull the curtain back and help you learn a little bit more about what we are trying to figure out, and I hope it helps you. My name is Randy Cantrell. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. 